0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Jamie Arian. How are you, Jamie? i'm
1: great thank you how are you
0: oh i'm doing wonderful it's so great to see you you know um a lot of times when i'm doing these podcasts it's people that i haven't seen in a long time but um uh, jamie is actually a, a 2022 graduate of our program so she's just been gone for a year um, but i wanted to bring her onto the podcast because she's doing something that i think is just really really cool a place that uh that when I I visited I've visited a couple times it's just a beautiful area of the country. Um Jamie is serving as meetings and special events coordinator uh for Montage Hotels and Resorts in big sky montana and so uh we're gonna get a chance to hear all about that and all about her experience um in um in montana but let's uh let's go back in time first jamie tell us where you grew up
1: i grew up in villa park california a little town inside orange oh so orange county super small little town that was surrounded by gotcha. the entire city of orange
0: i got a long way from the oc huh
1: yes
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh we we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Mo- montana i bet you don't tell too many people you're you, you make sure you know them pretty well before you tell them you're from orange county i'm sure right
1: yes yeah, so i'm in the process of getting my montana driver's license right now because people will give me a look when i show my california id uh,
0: I bet, I bet. Um, so let's talk about growing up. You said Villapart, right? I've never heard of Villapart. Um, is that what you said?
1: Villa Park, yes. Villa, pa-
0: Villa Park. I thought I was thinking P-A-R-T, Villa Park. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. So um tell me what it was like um growing up there in Villa Park. What did what did your parents do? Do you have uh, do you have any brothers or sisters or anything like that?
1: I have two older sisters, all a year apart. So Lauren just turned 24 and Riley's 25. Right. Uh, And I grew up, my dad had owned his own super bike race team, partnered with Honda for over 20 years. So every summer we grew up on the road, traveling to all of his races and just experiencing all different walks of life, which was incredible. Right. Uh, it was so great to get out of that Orange, Orange County for a while and just experience a bunch of different areas. So I'm very fortunate for that. I've been to 48 of the 50 states. Wow. <laughs> so I'm very lucky for that, getting to experience a lot of different areas and yeah. life knowing that as I was older, I'd want to immerse myself in that a little, little bit more.
0: Yeah. And and of course, um, shout out to Lauren. Lauren's probably at this stage going, yeah, what Greenwood didn't even know that you had. Si-. Of course, <laughs> I knew that you had. I, I ask everyone that. Of course, I knew that you had uh, at least one sister since Lauren was in the major, a 2021 graduate. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yep.
1: That's just right. Above me. Say what? She was just a year above me. So I had my best friend with me all for three of the four years.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. That is that warms my heart to hear that. That's so awesome. Well, wow. So what a what a growing up, um Jamie. I I um so tell us a little bit more uh, about your your dad's race team. So what what was what's what's tell us more about it.
1: Yeah, so he and his brothers started their own racing company called Two Brothers Racing in
0: 1988
1: mm. and They, my dad himself raced, um, super bikes. So like the super fast street bikes that are Uh super scary and crazy. And I'd probably never get on one myself.
0: Right. Like fast and furious style. Is that what you think? Is that what you're talking?
1: I actually, I've never seen fast and furious. You know,
0: I never have either, but I mean, I just, Yeah, so super people are laughing at us both right now. They're like, "What? What are you talking about?" There's there there's <laughs> probably not even any motorcycles in uh Fast and Furious, right? But uh, I've never seen any of them. But I, I'm just imagining, like, I don't know. You're you're talking like going around the oval style, right? Not the not the off road style.
1: No, not the off road. It was on like street pavement. Right. Uh, the length of the tracks depended, and it was never like us or some of them were in like ovals but most of them were longer tracks that had just
0: oh right kind of like f1 maybe it could it could be a street it could be a street race where it's winding through or it could be more of like an oval type track but most of them are more street okay i gotcha
1: yeah so he did that with his brother for Uh, quite a while. And then he branched off and started airing racing in like 93, I think. And then stuck with that, um, with Honda for quite a while, um, around 2010, they stopped, but my dad still works with Honda. He does all of their transportation logistics for the power motorsports division. So cool. has had a long partnership with them and it was so great to grow up seeing that, um, I when you sent over the questions, I asked my mom. I was like, "What? Are, what how would you describe me as a kid?" She was like, yeah. you "Never left your dad's side at all of the races. You were just glued to his hip, following uh,
2: him everywhere. And uh, if I could
1: with him, I was bugging all of his mechanics. So <laughs> this nosy little little kid that I was just wanted to know everything that was going on and just be as involved as I could with my dad and what he was doing. I thought it was so cool." Right. Like, it was a awesome childhood
0: very very cool and you know the um the the paranoid southerner in me feels like we need to spell arian racing right uh the do, do, do you guys have to worry about that sometimes it's uh, e r i o n not uh you know my my southern dialect you know people are like what is he saying arian racing like no <laughs> arian <laughs> E-R-I-O-N, right yeah, yeah but, uh, their last name exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Outside of that, I was really fortunate. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and just yeah. was incredible to have her around all the time, and just yeah. raised my sisters and I to be some. Well, I would say some pretty good people.
2: Right so on.
1: Really good childhood. Um, my oh, oldest yeah. sister is now at. In her going or just finished her second year in her dual master's program at USC. Right on her urban planning and public policy. So she is a, a bookworm. She loves school.
0: Right on. And what was what was your older sister's name again? Riley. Riley. That's right. Shout out to Riley. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. And um and Lauren. Lauren is working for your dad and Aryan Racing. Is that right?
1: Yeah, she's the executive assistant there. Um, she was a project manager for a while at an ad agency
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and kind of wanted to switch it up a little bit so she's working with my dad now and really loving what she's doing so good it's it's always good to see you my sisters are also happy
0: (laughs) yeah of course and I bet uh that they're excited that Little Sis is in an awesome place like uh, Big Sky, Montana. I bet they've uh have they come out to see you already? No. Not yet.
1: <laughs> Not yet. They, they're, wait-
0: they're waiting for the summer, huh? Is that what it is? <laughs>
1: they shied away from all the uh snow
0: and the winter sports, yeah. <laughs> yeah well um speaking from experience this the summer is the time is a, is a really gorgeous time to be out there and um and so I'm sure you'll have um, I'm sure you'll have some guests soon so let's talk a little bit about your matriculation to to Cal Poly and what that was like um do you have any any family members, any connection to Cal Poly? What's your story like about finding our major and that sort of thing? Obviously, Lauren came before you, um, so you knew about that. But but is, is there a story behind how she found the major as well?
1: No, I actually um, applied to. About six schools, in Cal Poly was the only school in California that I applied to. Oh, yeah. And it was only Lauren went there, and I only applied under the major because that's what Lauren was in. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I was <laughs> supposed to go to college, and that was the next step. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate enough to get in there and start to experience it. But yeah, once I got into Cal Poly, my dad was like, you probably don't want to pay out of state tuition. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was very smart on his part in that sense, and it was such an incredible experience. I'm very fortunate that that's where I ended up.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, we're glad you ended up here as well. So let's talk about that experience here in San Luis Obispo. You know, uh, I like to I like to ask a couple questions about that. Now, obviously you like like all 2022 grads you know you had a, a different experience than most in that we had a global pandemic in the middle um and and so obviously that was um you know that was a, a shot um that was you know a, a shot for for all of us but um talk to us about you know your time here you you said you had your best friend here and that just that just almost started crying when I heard you say that that just uh is so meaningful to hear but um Tell us if you if you look back, um, is there something where you just think like, oh wow, well, I'll never forget this time or this experience or um or anything that really stands out that's fresh in your mind when you when you look back at your time here?
1: There's a, a lot of moments where I am, it makes me really happy to yeah. think about my time at Cal Poly. Um one of the big ones that stands out to me was I did quarter plus, so I came in a little early it with, I think it was around 200 other students and got to familiarize myself with the campus and make some friends before it was full force. First year in college, not knowing where it was or what necessarily I was doing. But um, that was a really great experience to kind of warm up to the campus and start to understand what college life would be like.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And probably outside of that, I think just the beauty of Cal Poly and the campus and the surrounding areas was such a, even though it was only four hours away from home, it was such a big change for me, just having the rolling mountains around and just having all the different animals on campus and just being able to really experience some different ways of life and Mm -hmm. immerse myself. And that was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's such a unique experience and um, uh, being in San Luis Obispo and and, and such a wonderful place. It's, it's, uh, we, we, we all look back on it. I know so fondly and, um, and, you know, I, I, obviously I don't, I don't look back on it fondly cause I didn't go here, but I mean, I just hearing so many students talk about looking back on it and now just being so immersed in it myself, you know, almost 20 years into a career here, it's like, uh, you know, we just had graduation, the commencement ceremonies and, um, I'm a, I'm a grand marshal. So I, for, for two of the ceremonies, I had to carry the flag into the stadium and just the the feeling of, um, you know, all the graduates and all their parents and supporters and all that. And just realizing how much comes together to get to that culminating experience, you know, it's just it, I was just awash with um with emotions about it and and realizing how special it really is and um, to be here in San Luis Obispo. So that's really cool to hear you say. What about like professional development, um, Jamie? Um, you know, all of our students um, get involved in lots of different things. And so one of the things that I think is is kind of cool about this podcast is to hear some of those different things. So when you look back and think about Your experience here at Cal Poly and and with learn by doing and whatnot—is there—is there there a professional development experience that you did where you think to yourself, "Oh, wow, this really prepared me for what I'm doing now"?
1: Um, I think my first year I worked with special events with athletics, um, and that was such a great experience. I really got to kind of see the behind the scenes of coordinating with vendors and Mm -hmm. experiencing different ways that. Our major can be like later down the line. Everything you learn in classes eventually shows itself, um, which was really awesome. Yeah. And then the summer after my first year, I was a recreation services coordinator for the city of Orange and got to kind of experience the other side of our major, just like the parks and recreation and just being mm-hmm. involved with the city and Um, working their summer camps and all the city special events throughout the year. Uh, But I think something that like stands out to me and just being able, learning how to talk to people and network and make connections was one of the biggest things for me. I think um, as much as I like to think of myself as an outgoing person, I definitely can struggle when it comes to meeting new people and making connections. So being put in the position to having to work in your field and experience it right off the bat was such a great way to work on those skills and being able to understand kind of the different areas that I wanted to be in and and talk to the people that were in those fields was yeah. a really great way to kind of hone in on a little bit more of what I wanted to do yeah uh, so i think that was probably just it's very broad, but it was no, love it. It was really important to me.
0: Yeah, I love it. And um, and to my uh, to my RPTA one hundred and one students who might be who are listening to this, I, I promise, I did not plant Jamie to uh, with that uh, to say that because I've been saying that to I said that to them all spring quarter. You know, I mean, like it's so important we talk so much about networking but a lot of times we don't actually give um people the tools to network appropriately right and i i I talk about with my um I talk about them. I, I, I'm pretty honest with them, Jamie. I say, you know, my idea of networking was drinking too much, you know, <laughs> going to a conference and drinking too much to get the courage, the courage to talk to someone, you know, and, um, and that's, that's not, that's not a good strategy, you know? And so, uh, but because it can be, it can be nerve wracking to meet new people, especially when you're young and you're in a professional environment and everyone seems so established, but, um, the reality is that everyone was in your place um at, uh, at at one point and most people want to pay it forward, you know? I mean and so um just I think just being reassuring along those lines with um the younger generation to let them know, hey, look, um People want to talk to you. People want to hear your hear what you're doing and and uh, meet new people and and um, but it can be it can be super hard. I was super lucky, Jamie, because every conference that I went to in my early years here at Cal Poly, Dr. Hendricks was with me. And Dr. Hendricks knew everyone. And so I would just walk, I would follow him around and he would introduce me to everyone. And I felt like I knew everyone just because of him, you know, but, um, but anyway, so let's talk about um, that, that pathway out of Cal Poly and and into the working world. Um, What did you do for your internship and tell us how you got your internship?
1: So my internship was with Rugged Radios. It's a company based in Arroyo Grande. And I had worked there for almost a year. I started in June of my third year and Uh was there until June of my fourth year. So my internship was the last three months there. um, And I was the events and marketing coordinator there. So it was a really great way for me to kind of immerse myself in an industry that I loved outside of work, um, specialize in the off-road industry. So we made two way communication systems and really focused on off-road racing and work and play. Mm -hmm. Um, so I spearheaded our sponsorship program and kind of better understood how you could get the most out of the athletes that you sponsored and what that really takes from a company's point of view and all of the resources and tools that go into that and the time that you put into getting one Instagram post out of someone or right. having them say one thing. Um, so I did that. I coordinated the travel for all of our, um, travel team that went to the races and was there to support our racers in person, yeah. um, as well as did a little lo- and, and planned a lot of our marketing events. So we would go to, um, one of the biggest off-road races in the states called the Mint Four hundred in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a sponsorship um with the company that puts on the race to hold a autograph signing. So I did a lot of planning behind the scenes with that and um as well as all of our the trade shows that we attended and I got to learn so many things <laughs> about like just all the registration and the certificates of insurance and Booth layout and how to staff accordingly. And it was really fun. It was such a great experience. I got to learn so much and be involved in an industry that I grew up surrounded by and yeah. truly enjoyed. Um, so it was super awesome. And to be able to continue doing that for my internship and really just go in full force, full time with the company was such a great experience. I had so many awesome opportunities with them. We got to travel I went to Moab Utah for a week and just spent the week on the trails that really taught me how to network and <laughs> just getting in a jeep with a random person from another company that we work with and having to talk to him for a couple of hours <laughs> right so daunting but by the end of the week I was like wow that was really fun I learned a lot and I mm-hmm. learned how to talk to people um love it But it was an incredible experience and being able to continue doing it for my internship was really fortunate to be able to do that and finish off my year feeling really accomplished with with what I learned in school and at the company and it was awesome.
0: Really cool, and and I I love this example for a couple different reasons, Jamie. Um, one, I think it's important for our current students to realize that, and one of the reasons why I always talk about the internship with 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 my guests is that, um, to understand that there are so many different pathways, um, to your internship, right? I mean, there's there's obviously the traditional pathway of just applying and applying and applying and applying, you know, and then and going through the interview circuit and all of that, right? But that can be really super stress, stressful stressful. Um, the other way, and I think this is a really great way is what what you've done and so many of our students have done over the years. and one of the reasons why we try to push you out the door with 101, right? like you like you talked about in in, in um making connections in the industry and in the field. So that, you know, if you have a position already, like you did with Rugged Radios, that can just, that can move right into your internship, you know, because ultimately, um, our goal is for you to have full-time employment afterwards. And, um, you know, I think a lot of students don't even realize that that's part of it, right? You can get a full-time job and count it as your internship um, as well. And so... Um, I love it. And then I also want to give you a shout out. And one of the other reasons why I wanted to invite Jamie on is that Jamie did her uh, senior project on, on rugged radio and um, is it radios? Is it plural or.
1: Yeah, it's plural.
0: It's plural. That's right. Rugged radios. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, just did a fabulous job with, with her senior project. Um, for those who are unaware, our senior project has, um, has has shifted in the last 10 years to be um, a best practices model where you get to become an expert on um, on a management topic and on an organization and what they're doing. And, and Jamie was already an expert on uh, Rugged Radios and she got to focus on their brand ambassador. Am I remembering that, that correctly, that you did brand ambassadors?
1: Yes, it yeah. was really fun to do such a deep dive into a portion of my work that I was already really heavily involved in, but to be able to turn around and really dive deep into it, it bettered my knowledge for what I was doing for work. It allowed me to kind of share with the company the things that I was finding out and how we could improve our program as well as write what seemed to be such a daunting project and it ended up being really fun for me because it was something that I really enjoyed and I think that's definitely a key to having success with those projects and papers is trying to find the ways that it's something you enjoy because it can be so scary and so challenging
0: yeah 100% and um And I love that. And I love that. I love that testimony. I love you. I love you saying that. So let's talk. uh, Let's talk about. Um how you ended up um how you ended up in big sky we've got one stop in between there right after uh after rugged radios you were um you were or you worked for marriott vacations worldwide for um for a short stint right um that was the the summer last summer is that uh, moving into the fall Um, so tell us about that. And then, um, as a stepping stone, um, to the position that you're currently in.
1: Yeah, I, um, wanted a little bit of a change. I, so I moved home and I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of figure out what is best suited for me. Um, and so I applied for a position. I, when I moved home, I was feeling very uneasy about what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, but I wanted something that would be a little less, a little stress-free for a short period of time where I could kind of figure out what felt better for me. Um,
0: Decompress a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I was an activities coordinator for Marriott Newport Coast Villas. So I, um, it was a timeshare property. So a lot of our guests would be there for at least a week, if not multiple weeks. Um, and we spearheaded all of the activities and programs on the property, a lot geared towards kids because it was a very family oriented property. Right. Um, I got to hang out with kids all summer long and just do a lot of really fun activities with them and meet a lot of really incredible people. Um, It was a really great way to put myself in the hospitality industry
2: uh-huh.
1: and experience some different things that I wanted to try out. So I helped plan some of our events that were on property when it was the holidays and everything like that. So that was really fun. I had such a great time doing that, Uh uh, which is kind of what pointed me in the direction of looking for a position like what I'm in now. Right. Uh, But I wanted to find something that would really propel me and provide a lot of growth and learning for myself. And I wanted to be challenged again. Yeah. I wanted the I wanted the stress back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And and you know, um, Jamie, I think this is a good time for me to insert because I, I think that you've done a great job with your um with your LinkedIn. You know, um some of the s- students ask us from time to time, well, can I double concentrate? And it's like, well, I mean, no, not really, but there's so much crossover that um y- you can You can concentrate in one, but then like emphasize in another, right? And that's kind of what you've done, right? In marrying um, hospitality and tourism with event planning and management. And you market it as such, right? With your LinkedIn, hospitality and tourism with event planning and management. And that's such a, I think it's such a great, um, a great idea because that is really what we're marrying. You know, there is, there is, I'm sure that your concentration married those two. Is that right?
1: Yes, I Absolutely. specifically plan to have them be a little blended so it, I could go in a couple different ways. Um, little did I know that I would be doing exactly that. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I love it.
1: It was really great. It's such a great way to be able to learn so many different things. And like you have a concentration in one thing, but you have open electives and you can... Take different courses within your major, within your concentration, or venture out to something completely different. So it was a really great way for me to learn so much and and be able to understand better what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I figured if I liked the classes, I'd probably like it for work. And yeah, I wasn't necessarily wrong. On it.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. So let's talk about um, let's talk about that transition. You know, I mean, it it is still a pretty daunting thing, even though you've got that experience of traveling all around the country with, with your, your dad's racing team. I'm sure you, you've probably been to Montana, um, uh, already. Had you, had you been to Montana previously?
1: Yeah, I had, and my mom lived in Missoula for a couple years. So mm-hmm. she, was, I visited her, um, throughout high school. Uh-huh. And so I was able to experience it a little bit more. So I knew I liked the general idea of Montana. Um, but when I was applying for jobs, I was applying all over the place. (laughs) I knew I wanted all four seasons and I wanted to be somewhere different. Um, so I definitely was looking in Montana and Colorado,
0: um,
1: and just areas that I knew I had traveled to and enjoyed. But um, would definitely be a change for me. So that was kind of my idea. But I definitely looked more specifically for the jobs than the locations, which a lot of people kind of laugh at me now because everyone that moves to Big Sky, Montana grew up loving snow sports and loving being on the mountain. And that's what they they work to get to the mountain. And I had not once. (laughs) Right. Gone on the mountain. <laughs> right.
0: So <laughs> well, I was in the same boat as you, Jamie. We have that in common. I was a North Carolina kid who moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for a year. And um, I was not a very good skier or anything like that. So I was a little anxious about that part. But you know, you, you either a catch on really quick or you B, or like whatever. You don't you don't actually Have to go on the mountain. (laughs) You can always find something else. Exactly. Exactly. Jerusha, Dr. Rue, grew up in um, Salt Lake City, Utah, and was not a skier. She does not ski or snowboard. She she only snowshoes. Yeah, There's
1: a lot of other activities you can do in the snow, which I was also very surprised by. Yeah. Um, But I ended up loving snowboarding a couple of
0: times.
1: You did? um, met once I moved here. Well, actually also grew up in Southern California, but, yeah. um, they all snowboarded. So I had some really great friends to teach me. And by the end of this season, I was loving it and having a really good time.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, uh, I learned snowboarding with, uh, five other, five other dudes who we, we all lived together and, uh, and we went out that first day, man, on Thanksgiving day, Oh, man! our butts our butts hurt so bad the next day <laughs> <A few tumbles. laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know it's a pretty good learn the learning curve is pretty steep with snowboarding. you can um you can get pretty good pretty quick, and uh so we we were able to do that um, but I bet you I bet you did too. and um, so tell us so tell us how you got the job. And, um, and tell us what that experience, um, was like at first, and then we'll get into, uh, you know, then, then we'll get into what you're doing now.
1: So I just, my favorite pastime when I was looking for jobs and truthfully still is, is yeah. perusing <laughs> yeah. I love to see what's out there. I love to see what people are looking for uh-huh. um, specifically when I was actually looking for a job. It was really super interesting. So I would just apply. I applied to way more than I can count jobs Um, and just kind of went through the interview process with a lot of them and got a feel of what the interview was like and what the people were like and what the job entailed. And when I interviewed here, it was a very quick interview process. I think the turnaround time from when I had my first interview to when I accepted the job was probably a week and a half. I interviewed with our director of sales and marketing, um, one of our HR coordinators, and then the general manager of the hotel. And it was such a great experience. Everyone that I talked to was incredibly kind and had so much to offer as insight onto what it would be like to pack up and move to Montana. And it was funny when I interviewed with the general manager of the property, he was still driving to work and he flipped his camera around and was like, I just want to show you what my drive to work every day is. Oh my goodness. Beyond beautiful. And I was just like, I have to do it. If I get this job, I have to do it. I would be so stupid to say no, because it was also an incredible job that I knew I would learn and grow and be challenged. Like I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got the job and, I was like, okay, the next step is housing. What does that look like? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to go back to living in a dorm. Um, and Montage is super great in helping their employees find housing and being a great resource in that sense. So I've got a room. I'm in a house and. It all just made sense, so I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> do
0: it. <laughs>
1: I was in like the middle of November, and I packed up the car and left on December first, and I truthfully have not looked back.
0: <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's so awesome. So, um, so let let's let's dive into that to that to the job, right? And and what that what that entails. So, tell us what uh, a day to day uh looks like for for you um uh in in your current position and and obviously i know that (laughs) no day is the same and that that's one of the exciting parts about our industry right but um let's say let's start first with if there's not an event like what is what what is um or, and I don't even know is there a day without an event <laughs> i mean um but uh but but and then we'll, we'll then we'll get into days with the events how's that
1: um there is almost always something going on yeah but honest we'll say slower day yeah. um, we're still always working for what's coming next um, yeah. majority of our events are group business so we have a lot of corporate groups coming um a lot of c-suite executives that really are high touch people that you have to have all of the details really nailed down to. Yeah. Uh, I personally am not handling those groups yet. I'm doing a lot of our in-house events, all of our in-house trainings in mm-hmm. um, any on property events that need more attention than just a specific outlet saying, Oh, we're going to have a special today. Um, so anything within our property that means, attention from banquets um i'll handle those as well as working with uh, my managers on their larger groups helping them build out their beos and making sure everything is set and ready if we have some vip arrivals coming in i'll walk their rooms make sure it's up to our standards they have all the right amenities that we've set for them
2: Mm.
1: Um, really just making sure all of the details are set and ready to go. Communicating all those details with the right departments and making sure everyone's on the same page. That we can ensure a seamless event for the groups coming
0: in. Right, and you know, um, Jamie, after like um, 130 plus of these, you would think that I'd be better at uh, at interviewing than I am. But uh, so I should have I should have <laughs> asked you. First of all, to explain and give uh, the listeners a picture of the property, right? Like, um, so, and, and and for me, you know, I'm just like picture. I've been to Big Sky, right? So I I'm just picturing these this big mass, the big massive uh, resort. But I, I don't know anything about Montage Resort. Tell me, tell us, tell us what the property's like, um, and and what's there, um, and that sort of thing first.
1: Yeah. So super awesome fact about montage big sky it's actually the biggest building in the entire state of montana
0: oh no way
1: we have a hundred it is
0: what i'm picturing (laughs) (laughs) when i went to big sky i remember this big huge that's probably the. that's actually exactly what i was picturing it's hilarious
1: (laughs) the biggest building in montana we have 139 guest rooms, um, 39 of those being residences that are privately owned, and most of them are put back into our rental pool program. Right. So we have anything ranging from a two-bedroom to a six-bedroom residence on property mm-hmm. that has immaculate views, they all have, or almost all of them have hot tubs on them, and just super incredible. Um, I think we've been open for about almost a year and a half now so all super up-to-date amenities for the guests um as far as our other guest rooms go it ranges from a double queen king to one bedroom suites um all super amazing we have you know all of the nice heated tile floors and the wow. super cozy robes and slippers
0: yeah uh, so high-end so definitely a high-end clientele. And what about conference and meeting space? Like uh, pretty, pretty extensive.
1: We actually um, don't have the largest conference and meeting space, but what we do have is really great. We have a couple ballrooms. Our biggest one has a big window that overlooks the Spanish Peaks mountain range that is really different from a lot of meeting spaces because most ballrooms are four walls that can get a little boring throughout the day. So we have the big windows and the nice fireplaces and wow.
2: really
1: try to make the most of what we have to offer. Yeah. Um, during the summertime, we have a couple outdoor spaces. We have our grand lawn and our mountain lawn that um, we have a wedding this weekend that will be the first wedding of the season. So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Keeping our fingers crossed for no rain because we've been having scattered thunderstorms the last.
0: Oh yeah. I remember those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean the meeting space that we do have is super awesome. We have a um, event space called rivalry room that has three golf bays that you can, it's like playing top golf. A uh, I, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's like a part of the floor that is like a putting range that will adjust. You can pick a very specific like hole at a very specific golf course and the floor will like adjust to that golf course. Oh no way.
0: Yeah. So we have, um, all right. So you have any openings for (laughs) next week?
1: (laughs) It is. Such a great space to sell and, and work with clients on that really do love, because a lot of people do, especially during the summertime, they come here to golf. Yep. Um, so people love that amenity. And even during the winter when it's too cold to go outside or you just don't feel like going back out on the mountain, we have that. We have um, one of our outlets is a pub that has a bowling alley in it that, um, Groups can also buy out for an event space for the evening. Um, right. So we really do have a lot to offer that is really fun as well.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, so I, I have to ask you this because this was one of my, you know, when I look back at at um, the years of my life, I have many years that were really meaningful and really fun and um, and whatnot, but... It was very, very hard to top uh, the year that I spent in Jackson Hall. And one of the reasons for that was the sense of community. You know, I was in my 20s, and there were tons of other folks in their 20s. And it was just this, like... Really vibrant service community of all of us in our twenties and whatnot, and and so I you you said that you learned snowboarding with a couple of friends and whatnot. What's that? What's that experience been like? Um, uh, I I imagine that you've you've built built a pretty cool network. Uh, is that is that true? Is that the same in Big Sky as it was in Jackson Hole?
1: Absolutely. I think. Everyone that I work with at Montage is so friendly and kind. And we do have such a wide range of people that mm-hmm. have come from other mountain towns or similar to me, have never lived in an area like this. That right. well, everyone knows that everyone coming here probably knows maybe one or two other people. Yeah. And everyone is so friendly and wants to welcome you in with wide open arms yeah. And outside of the people at Montage, it's incredible. The entire town of Big Sky is a really close, tight-knit community, especially now that summertime is rolling around. We just started our farmer's markets. Every Thursday, we'll have con- concerts in the park. Yeah. Um, and people just gather. And it's amazing to see um, a, just such a great community. Love it. together.
0: Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us, um, I I think I would be remiss not to, to ask you this. So tell us, um, your, so far your coolest experience in big sky. What's been the, what's been that one moment where you're like, Oh my word, this, that was amazing.
1: Oh my gosh. there That is really hard to say like one specific moment. Right. I have a couple, um, it was a couple then. <laughs> I think one of the moments where it was like, holy cow, I'm doing this was yeah. um, later on in the ski season, my boyfriend had taken me on a double black diamond without telling me. Oh I, I made it down. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. I like it was one of those moments that I processed that I had moved here knowing absolutely no one. And I have such a great group of friends. I've met an amazing boyfriend. Yeah. And he was just so patient teaching me the whole season on like how to learning how to go down the mountain. I think my biggest fear after making it down the mountain was getting off the ski lift.
0: Oh yeah, me too. It, it, I, I'm still afraid of it.
1: <laughs> a few falls, and I definitely was stared out a lot. But, yeah, but. I made it. And so it, the one day that he was like, "All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna do something hard." And I just went down a double black diamond. Yeah. Uh, but i made it and that was it was so fun it was like so exhilarating to by the end of it he was like you did it you did a double block and i was like i hate you
0: but that was was so fun i love it that's awesome
1: outside of that probably the wildlife i would look out my bedroom window and see just a handful of moose grazing in my backyard
2: unreal
1: Uh, i have also seen A black bear since the snow has melted which is a little scary because black bears and grizzly bears are out and about right now uh so (laughs) being really aware but also such a great experience to just Mm. look over into the mountain and see awesome wildlife and i'm 45 minutes away from the west entrance of yellowstone national park so unfortunately i've yet to take a trip but i've driven through there so far yeah Amazing! It's gorgeous. I've been there before, but I definitely need to plan a day to just go and experience yeah. what it has to offer again. Just the surrounding beauty of the area is really amazing. There mm-hmm. has not been a day that I've woken up and been like, "Um, what did I do? Like, yeah. what did I do here?" It's all been amazing. Yeah. And outside of the great parts of Big Sky, Montana, my job has been so great, such a great learning experience. I've really been challenged just like I wanted. And my team, my immediate team is so kind, so great. We just went to lunch today to celebrate my and um, the associate director of meetings and special events. We just passed our six months and little family that we have going on. So it really is all in all an amazing experience. And there hasn't been a day that I've regretted being
0: here. Love it. Love it. So, you know, just a just a year out from graduating, you know, um, just st- I, I love I love the perspective that you're able to bring to us. Um, tell us, um y- you know, when you when you look back um and, and you think about your experience here at Cal Poly, Is there, is there some, is there advice that you would give to your junior year self or your, or your senior year self? You know, I know your senior year self was just a year ago. So let's do junior year self two years ago. Um, What advice would you give to yourself?
1: I would tell myself not to rush anything. I Hmm. definitely, I would say I'm a pretty driven person. So sometimes I can, Get a little bit of tunnel vision and ignore what's going on around me. Mm. So not to rush the moment that I'm in at that time, and everything will work out. It'll all fall into place. Yeah. I need to remind myself of that now. That to take a step back and really enjoy what's going on around me in this moment because it will not last forever. I learned that with how quickly college went by, right. uh, and just finding the balance can be a challenge, but. Doing my best to really not rush the process and being open to learning every little thing that I can.
0: Yeah, appreciate the experience for what it is, and um, I, I love that. And you know, I I I I hear you talking, Jamie, and I I'm just envious because you know when I was in Jackson Hole, I was like a you know I was a snowboard and uh, uh, waiter, bartender, uh, the guy, you know, who really didn't have much direction at all. And, um, now granted I I had deferred graduate school for a year. So there was that aspect. So, um, because I was told that you needed to have something to get you out of Jackson hole right um and so i look at you and i'm envious that you have like a professional position and you're actually working and and working towards your future and what a beautiful wonderful place to be doing that in big sky um i if if you don't mind let's let's end with this what um what advice would you give to um to those who are interested in hospitality and tourism uh with special events as a as a as a component of that?
1: I would say to really being open to learning everything you can trying to be as hands on as you can be trying to ask as many questions as you can. It sounds so typical and very generic advice, but it really is something that I wish I did a little bit more of asking those questions. Not that it's ever too late, because now I still ask so many questions and I yeah. try to soak up as much as I can, but it is so helpful to really ask the questions. And if you're even the slightest bit curious to find out that little bit more that will give you an answer of, Oh yeah, that is actually something I'm interested in, or hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I'll steer away from that, but try something different.
2: Mm-hmm. Just
1: really being open to a challenge is something that I have found has been really rewarding um and being open to following like listening to your gut and just yeah that leap of faith
0: yeah Yeah, that's right. I love it. I love it. Well, um, as we've been talking, um, I went ahead and cleared my schedule, so I will be there in two days. Um, uh, you've got a suite ready for me and, um, and that, uh, putting green and, uh, golf bay ready. And, um, (laughs) oh man, I I wish, I wish, but, uh, But thank you so much, Jamie. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And uh, yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much. I'm so fortunate to be here and be able to share my thoughts. It was such a great time. Thank you.
0: Awesome. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.